Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Honest, a show with a clown, a nerd, a duck, and a degenerate. Uh, nerd, you wanted to talk about aliens, yeah? Yeah, been holding back on this for a while. Among Us. Is not an alien force already among us? There's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. This is something that I've been kind of barely, you know, kind of paying attention to a little bit on the side. Like maybe something I'll listen to if I'm about to take a nap or if I'm going to sleep or I'll wake up and some crazy videos are playing. I know that it was a UFO. I don't care what anybody says. UAPs, UFOs. A lot of people have been paying attention to this, especially since that New York Times article. The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. 2017, they were made public by the New York Times. Wait, what does UA UAP mean? Unidentified aerial phenomenon, phenomenon right? Yeah, it's a new oh, so, acronym. So is UFO just not a term anymore? Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. Well, they're rebranding it to try to try to get rid of the stigma of ufology. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably uh, to, They'll you know, just make UAPology. They'll just change the name of it. I, I was going to say they would have done that to not associate with the tinfoil hat schizos and stuff. Yeah. Well, there has been a shift that's been happening where more and more credible people are feeling comfortable talking about UAPs. That was already happening. As you know, my name is David Fravor. I'm a retired commander in the United States Navy. I want to first thank you for the invitation to speak to the committee on the UAP topic that's been in the news for the past six years and seems to be continuing to gain momentum. The shift that I want to talk about today that I think is noteworthy is we're starting to see a change in the narrative where there's a crossover between religion and ufology. And I want to say it's a sudden change, but this is, it's been kind of like a side theory in ufology for a while. People have speculated whether, are they aliens or are they interdimensional? Are they aliens or are they, have they always been here? Are they fairies? Are they something like a, a prior human race? There's been, there have been branches of ufology that suggest that they're not extraterrestrial. And so this is, this is technically part of that branch of ufology but what's just happened is it's gone mainstream. Diana Pasulka was a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. I think the last episode or the episode before that now. She's a credible religious studies professor from UNC. And while, while she was researching a book on purgatory, I think she'd been studying like at the Vatican, uh, people who became saints or people who had documented experiences with angels or talking to christ things like that and what she found is that they were translated incorrectly that in the original text they sounded a lot more like these people were describing ufos and the language that associated them with talking to christ or talking to angels had been sort of like retconned in it had been shoehorned in by later translations and if you translate them correctly it sounds like it's compatible with what people in modern times would use the language of saying they'd been abducted by aliens. Which is more likely, aliens or angels? I've got two explanations for what I think is going on, but just to catch everybody up on what people are, what this narrative is right now. She's looking into Catholic lore involving uh, divine experiences. And when she was in the process of studying this, people in aerospace reaching out to her and asking, what are you working on? <laughs> Tell me about your research. People who she didn't in know. In what sort of space did you say? Aerospace. So like rocket scientists, people who oh, work for NASA. Okay. Like people who aren't schizos and actually have like degrees that back up their findings. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they could just be insane and also have hard degrees. Or they could also be insane, but 
They don't insane, have art degrees. High functioning, insane. I mean, we would have to at yeah. least say high functioning because uh, one of them, <laughs> Timothy Taylor, although she uses a pseudonym in the book, but they later found out who this was. He reaches out to her, takes her and a prominent Stanford professor named Gary Nolan, takes both of them to a top secret UFO recovery site in New Mexico, blindfolds them, flies them to a crash site. We drive to a certain place. He says, put the blindfolds on. We had to leave our cell phones. We couldn't take any technology with us. And so we, we go out. It takes about an hour to get out to the site. The whole site is covered with rubble that looks like rusted rubble. And it's not sand. And they dig around all day long in the sun, excavate 80 years worth of sediment. We found parts, by the way, and the, some of the parts were so deep down into the ground. I mean, what sort of materials are we talking about here? Are we talking about, like, bits off a spaceship? Exactly. Or biological materials. So potentially the people who were in... <laughs> The creatures that were in the spacecraft, possibly. Okay, but what was it made out of? Like, what metal or non-metal? So the description of the materials, one of them is like a, a frog skin made out of metal that if you, if you crumple it into any shape, it springs back. Okay, what metal? They were finding... I, actually, I'm not sure about that. It's like bismuth and something else. But they were finding that um, there was no way that you could machine these on Earth. Like that they were like atom on top of atom. It was something that you would only be able to machine in like a zero gravity environment. They're layered in some sort of a way where it's like literally like atom upon atom. So they were made by some sort of intelligent being, but not on Earth, according to Gary Nolan. So Gary Nolan takes these items back to Stanford, tests them with like his access to equipment at college as a tenured professor and he's he's like a leading immunologist microbiologist someone who the government uh reaches out to he said the cia had reached out to him before asking him about uh neuroscience or something so he he's a very credible and respected person he brings these materials back determines them to be not of terrestrial origin after we found these things and we did all this kind of data collection and everything at the site, very much like anthropologists do, by the way, you know, documenting what we found, when we found it, you know, what it looked like and things like that, and putting into special containers. Um, then I was like, I don't want this. I don't want any of this stuff. And they both looked at me and laughed. She doesn't take any of these items, but basically witnesses this whole thing. And so she describes this, um, this crash recovery in a book. And so ufologists start to pay attention to her. What's interesting is her story is part of a bigger trend that I've noticed. And maybe this is all a PSYOP. A PSYOP that is involving a lot of different credible people. It's got a wider and wider cast of characters. And they're all starting to say similar things. They're starting to float out. They're like dipping their toes into the waters, testing the idea publicly of suggesting that UFOs are biblical angels or biblical demons. The people saying this range from Diana Pasolka, also Gary Nolan from Stanford. I mean, I hate to say it, it's, it's pretty well known that the people within the government who are the most, uh, the most anti-letting of this information out, they're the ones who think it's the devil. Tucker Carlson is starting to say that his connections inside the U.S. government are telling him that there's something very dark about this, that it, there's a spiritual aspect. 
he said some of the things that he's been told by his insider sources are so disturbing that he won't even tell his family what he's been told. The second thing that bothers me is the UFO story. The more you dig into that and talk to people with with actual knowledge, there are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I, you know, haven't told my wife about it. There's a spiritual component there. Tom DeLong, who probably is a useful idiot because he did i think he even reached out to the pentagon and said hey let me make let me uh communicate for you guys i want to make you guys seem cool he's also being fed this idea that ufos are demons there is a very very strong link between what people think demons are from the bible and other religions um, and the ufo phenomenon and what you have is something that doesn't like man period and something that feels either jealous of or um, has some kind of plan for what man uh, is to be. This journalist, Ross Culthart, he also has a, a source inside the Pentagon that has told him, you stop looking into this, these uh, UAPs are demonic in origin. They're saying it's demonic. I mean, it's I've actually demonic. had people with conversations with people in the US Air Force who've told me this is demonic. Right. Ross, you shouldn't be looking at this. Right. This is evil. Right. Also, if you go all the way back to Bob Lazar, who's, he was also a guest on Joe Rogan. He's notorious in the UFO, ufology research world. Bob Lazar is a guy who claims that he'd worked in Area 51 and had been reverse engineering UFOs. Like he definitely worked in Area 51. There's really no way I can prove it without revealing my identity and getting myself into more trouble than I have already. Exactly what's going on up there? Well, there's several, uh, actually nine uh, flying saucers, flying disks, uh, that are out there of extraterrestrial origin. They're basically being dismantled, uh, basically just analyzed. No one can figure out how much of what he's saying is true. So if you go back and you listen to old Bob Lazar interviews, uh, Bob Lazar is apparently an atheist and doesn't want to talk about uh, the religious aspects to this, but when pressed on it, he said that there was a 100-page report that was specifically all about religion. Extremely classified document dealing with religion, and it's about that thick. And about how uh, aliens had planted religion on Earth in order for humans to uh, take better care of themselves as containers for something. <laughs> and he doesn't want to talk about it. He says it's it's out there. <laughs> It just—it's so—it's so far out. But the aliens basically referred to humans as containers, and it didn't—and didn't specify containing what. Wasn't it more just to kind of like it was implied? He didn't want to admit it, but it was more just like they used religion to. Well, he no, thought he that they that. used religion to keep order. Yeah. yeah. And it was a way to stop the containers from being damaged. I thought that was one of the most intriguing parts of it because it was. He, I think he says too, right? He's like container for what? Like, is it a soul, a spiritual thing? That we're containers. That's how. That's how supposedly the aliens look at us. That we are nothing but containers. Containers of. Containers. Maybe containers of souls. You can come up with whatever theory you want, but we're containers, and that's how we're mentioned in the documents. Um, that religion was specifically created. So we have some rules and regulations for the sole purpose of not damaging the container. Where was the source for that nerd when he's talking about he's he's actually looked at the documents where we were called containers. Or yeah, I haven't watched that whole interview 
because that's prior to when I ever was paying attention to this. Like I, I've been like mildly sort of keeping an eye on it out of the corner of my eye for, I don't know, what is it? Three or four years now. I was not ever looking into, uh, ufology now that sort of a wider psyop is starting to happen, a bigger trend where more and more credible influencers are starting to say, Hey, the government has reached out to me and is telling me to communicate this UFO information. I get occasionally called by somebody from inside. Now that's starting to sound like assets are being recruited by agents and they are starting to disseminate some sort of plan. This is what I've experienced up close. Um, they cultivate two types of people as assets. And when I say assets, those people sometimes don't even know that they're being cultivated. In fact, they don't know. DeLong writes, quote, I was given 10 advisors, each with knowledge in different areas that pertain to UFOs. We are literally the group that is responsible for why you read about UFOs in the papers today without all the stigma. What we've been showing the public is downsampled, meaning it's, it's fuzzier, it's low resolution. It's like, how clear is it? as clear as you want. How clear are you that there's something to see? You can see it with your own eyes. There's no question. They're being used, right, uh, to propagate misinformation. At many points in the day, Gary and I would go aside and, and kind of confer without Tyler listening and saying, you know, is this a setup? And so he goes, well, let's just try to find some stuff and I'll analyze it. That's getting into what I think might be going on. We may be faking a UFO uh, situation for reasons that I don't understand. I guess there's sort of three branches that we can think about this. The first is taking it on face value that all of this is true as described by Diana Pasolka and, uh, and, and the others who are sharing these whistleblower leaks. The second sort of branch of this is, uh, this is the more uncomfortable one where... The Alex Jones narrative, you know, his <laughs> Alex Jones is uh, his master thesis. You know, like he obviously he has some famous examples of things that he tried to cover from day to day where he fell for 4chan trolling and memes. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, everybody knows what those incidents are. He's had, what is it, a billion dollars in uh, financial penalties for, for how irresponsibly he handled that. But he does have a main thesis that's unrelated to that that has been unfortunately becoming more and more proven. This is a guy that was telling me about Epstein's uh, island fucking decade ago, at least. I was like, wait a minute, what? They take him to this island, they compromise him, they have hidden cameras. Really? Flash forward. Yeah, I was at the time, he was saying that, I was like, this is crazy. A lot of people say Alex Jones was right. And what they mean generally is pieces of this master thesis. You laugh when you hear it because he words it in such a ridiculous way. The alien force on this planet today, waging war against humans and our biology. It's more that it's just from Alex Jones. Like demonic frogs, frogs children, gay. demonic. Oh, the aliens are here. They're not flying around a tank. Not to hijack what you're talking about, but you just reminded me with, with Alex Jones. Did you know he released a video game recently? Yeah. Nerd? Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, NWO looks, Wars. Have you seen it? It looks pretty cool. <laughs> it it looks actually, fun. yeah, it, it actually looks like it's got like a good art style, which is really bizarre. Like, like he contra. definitely had like a good team behind it. Uh, the Alex Jones thesis, the world basically is ruled by global elites 
Like Alex Jones calls them globalists. I've heard that one before. Yeah. Yes, there have been corrupt empires. Yes, they manipulate. Yes, there are secret societies. And yes, today in 2002, there is a tyrannical organization. Who think that there are too many people on planet Earth. The globalists have said it many times. There's too many of us. We're causing a problem. Uh, we need to be culled by releasing diseases and viruses and plagues upon us, pushing for worldwide government, a cashless society, open borders. Global elites who are in communication with interdimensional demons who they are making deals with for advanced technology. They made a deal now. They believe they can get advanced technology from Silicon and merge with it and have their own heaven. To merge with AI computers and become cyborg slaves of Satan. Okay. He says it in that voice of his international demons. <laughs> exactly. For the devil sends the beast for wrath. There are demons. That they, wait, so that's literal then. Demons. There are interdimensional demons out there in outer space who are giving several powerful people like Bill Gates ideas for how to make weapons. He feels very tapped into some sort of network where he gets ideas. He's, he says that he goes to a room where there's a machine. And he doesn't know exactly what the machine does, but he gets a lot of ideas about biomedical innovations and goes on to actually start companies that are super successful. Yeah. That's well, that ties the into the UFO thing as well. The um, I think you posted, Nerd. I watched a pastor talk about that and said how they think UFOs are demons, but from like another dimension, like interdimensional. I think there's a whole theory based on it, like the internet interdimensional yeah. ufo theory or something so, so when we say like <laughs> out there in outer space Demons. not necessarily our understanding of you know three dimensions and two dimensions makes it very difficult for us to envision these nine ten eleven twelve dimensional shapes you know things that would kind of move in and out carl sagan had a pretty good way of trying to help people wrap their minds around dimensions beyond what we can perceive now a three-dimensional creature exists in flatland only partially, only a plane, a cross-section through him can be seen. We can prove with equations that they exist, but we can't perceive them with our senses. Hello, says the three-dimensional creature. How are you? I am a visitor from the third dimension. Interestingly, the ship that Carl Sagan described and that was depicted in Contact looks like the biblically accurate angel if you look up those two things it's this it's the exact same oh, that's thing. the big circle thing right with the eye yeah i spoke to dr richard greer you talked to greer was greer on mom's basement yeah interesting because i keep i keep asking keemstar about greer i'm like is greer because keemstar is good at sussing out what someone's motivations are if they're hiding a selfish motivation he's, no, he's usually not. I think he is. <laughs> He's usually able to tell if someone, so if someone is basically like putting on a front for why the reason why they're doing something, he, he doesn't even have to like read, read the entire apology. And I don't think he does. He can, he just kind of like susses out it whether anyway. it's manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> he actually agreed with Dr. Richard Grick because Keemstar is like enthralled with all this UFO shit mm -hmm. and he's like deep into it and he believes all of it over everything he said. Like he was almost fanboying a little bit. Um, and I was just like, huh? I thought he was a bit of a charlatan, to be perfectly honest with you, and I think he was doing it for money. In the process of like researching this podcast episode we did with him for Mum's Basement, mm -hmm. that he was charging a fee to go out into the middle of the fucking mountains and the desert 
and like look at the stars and it's a pretty significant fee as well get the little fucking gadget out get the torches get the gadget and it's like oh we can hear like buzzing in the solar system or some shit probably has a drone it's like yeah it's just like a nice day out isn't it i think he's just offering like a really nice day out that's very expensive an overpriced camping trip when you go camping with dr greer he summons ufos interdimensional beings people have a, a sighting on these trips <laughs> his mate with a drone off the off the... <laughs> he just put he puts like a he puts like a sheet a bed sheet on a drone and just starts flying it around <laughs> it's a ufo guys you can see like one of his cronies in the background like making a humming noise with his mouth like, <laughs> and he has an app I, I as well it. it's like when people say they see ghosts it sounds like that. It, or it sounds like uh, also the tours people take on Skinwalker Ranch, where they claim to have all kinds of weird experiences. They see giant. Wait, what's Skinwalker bunnies. Ranch? Oh man! You make that up? So this, this is definitely not something I want to add any credibility to, but it is related. Uh, people people go to this ranch that um, <laughs> they see gigantic uh, creatures that don't exist. They see. Um, UFOs, Bigfoot, they feel like they're followed home by demons. There's a lot of paranormal activity that is claimed to be connected to this one particular location, this random ranch that has uh, been owned by several different wealthy people. Ram ranch. And you can take a tour like, to go have a spooky time. This is an area that is dangerous and things are constantly going on out here my brain's just rotted you know uh it, it just reminds me of like a, a tiktok caption like a, a 17 year old kid would make like, like you know uh you know that inbred family in america right the whittakers uh it's like this family and they're all incredibly inbred like learning to say like one of them literally just barks like a dog because he just doesn't have the ability to speak because he's so inbred he just goes like hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> but i could literally just imagine a tiktok caption of their uh, of them walking around barking sped up which is the caption skin walk a wrench <laughs> all right so this dr greer guy there's two reasons why i don't believe him joe rogan seemed to have uh thought that greer blew his appearance on the podcast as well in the end he's asking him like you run some sort of app like that teaches people how to summon uh, ufos right. and he's like oh yeah 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 uh, you know the name of you it will be the on the site of your own app <laughs> uh and it just seems like he's got a couple different griffs but how I think that makes sense, because what's what's weird about him, he's sort of like a Jafar character. He has an energy of a Machiavellian person. You listen to him and he seems like very intelligent and manipulative. And what he's putting forward is this. I'm a successful, wealthy doctor who now in my retirement is pushing for disclosure from a breakaway, a breakaway military, an international military run by elites that is uh reverse engineering ufos and has has leapt forward in technology way past what the rest of humanity has access to and he's trying to push for these skunk works operations by like lockheed martin and these companies like that he wants them to open source this uh top secret technology now he says that's for altruistic reasons that feels like something that a foreign government would be basically trying to get the u.s to admit that it has missile defense systems that no one understands you know he's trying to get top secret technology experimental technology to be disclosed by pressing on congressmen by making them feel like the pentagon is spending money without telling them on what i think we have to understand that a significant part of the phenomenon is actually clandestine but illegally managed human reverse engineered 
advanced technologies, as they're called ATs. He's found vulnerabilities in Congress where there are people like um, Marco Rubio who are pressing on this UFO disclosure thing out of feeling like uh, they've been given the end around, like they're not being told something that they have the rights to know about. The American public deserves to know. And we're going to get to the bottom of it, dadgummit, whatever the truth may be. So Greer is also tied to that David Grush auditor who came out and testified to Congress. So yeah, I've been I've been looking at Greer and and looking at Grush and trying to figure out, you know, who's pulling the strings on this. Grush, I think, is believes what he's saying, and I don't think he's trying to lie about anything. But I do get a sense of uh, Machiavellianism and manipulation from Greer. And I, I was asking Keemstar, like, what is your read on this guy? Like, what do you think he's really up to? Because I don't I don't believe his version of events for some reason. My gut says no. Did you listen to the podcast episode that we did with him? Because it could not be like a worse matchup. Well, he did leave at one point because he just like <laughs> had enough with Banks. You've got this somewhat intelligent guy. He's not, he's not as intelligent as you made him sound there. I know he's got a doctor in front of his name, but like he wasn't that smart. But then you've got fucking FaZe Banks, DJ Killer Keemstar, and then, you know, someone with a clown profile pic joining the call. I mean, it was like, it was hardly the meeting of minds here. Was it? So Greer, Greer, whether you think he's up to something good or not, he's definitely a, a puppet master behind the narrative for disclosure. He, he holds conferences where he brings out whistleblowers. And I think he was instrumental in having that law passed that it allowed like military people and people who had a security clearance to to share classified information related to UFOs in particular. So you've been seeing a lot of uh, military people who have had weird experiences during service that they were afraid to ever say because they were prohibited from talking about it. And I'm a former F-18 pilot with a decade of service in the U.S. Navy. And he's been behind that, like without a doubt. So what I was thinking, what the grift might be, because obviously like when you, when you have an app and you build an email list of people who are so open to this idea that they're willing to go on a camping experience and sit around a fire and summon UFOs, if you think about that type of person, those are people who are their openness is really high. They're very suggestible. So you, you use the app and you use this service to basically build a list of people who you can influence with new information quickly about this. They will believe they want to believe. So it's kind of like he has like a, a bunch of, you know, what, what would you call that? It's like a massive list of useful idiots. <laughs> Because if he was just trying to entertain people who believed in UFOs and they were very suggestible and they were schizophrenic or whatever, like there's no shortage of additional stories like that or things you could make up. But what he's been doing is has been uh, going through the wheels of government to get credible sounding stories. This is why I think it's an op. Intelligence officer David Grush testified last July about non-human craft hidden away for decades inside special access programs. It caught some members of Congress and major media off guard. This might be from private industry or it might be from a foreign interest, but it feels like he's he's using the public's interest in this, not for him to profit on the surface level stuff, but he's pushing for classified military technology to be released to the public to be disclosed and leaked to so many senators that eventually it comes out and that we understand more about what these programs are what these materials are to what end maybe for a uh, a competitor of lockheed martin to be making something like a tic tac i am told that right at this very moment there is a major private aerospace company that is trying to divest itself of 
are craft. It has approached another company expressing interest in selling that technology to them. And the reason why? I suspect it's because they've known this legislation is coming. You know, you have private aerospace companies that are actively involved in trying to subvert the intention of Congress. Now, roll your eyes. I don't care. The simple fact is there are people who are telling me this from within the the legacy program who are very concerned that there is an active attempt underway to hide technology from the Congress. So this is all about war and like killing each other off. <laughs> it's always about war. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a, I mean, there's a the military advantage that the US has that uh, that another, you know, China wants, Russia wants. And so they're using the, the weakness of our uh, checks and balances where the Pentagon has to report to Congress and declassify things and explain, like read in senators to these programs. In other words, senior people in the White House, Pentagon, Congress, Senate Intelligence Committees that I've met with have been denied access. So therefore, the National Security Act is vitiated in terms of secrecy, so long as those programs are being run illegally, and they are being run illegally. And he's using that to kind of create more and more people who understand what these highly classified programs are. People are very cagey about it. So it's almost like they don't want to blurt out too much. The reason that I don't want to is there's some type of national security issue, and I am an American. There are a lot of people who don't want this to come to light. The intelligence community shut it down. That's one of my theories of what's going on, but that, that isn't even what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the new, like, so that was the old <laughs> narrative. The old narrative was the government knows about these UAPs and uh, they aren't telling you everything that they know. Okay, well, the new wrinkle is the government knows that they're demons and doesn't want us talking <laughs> to the demons. Okay, so now it's gotten like way crazier. <laughs> and while so getting crazier, tough. it's also getting more credible. <laughs> it's like, it's just so difficult to believe some of the things I'm seeing because they're involving more and more highly respected people to suggest the reality of biblical demons and angels. I mean, I can't believe I'm even saying it. So what is that about? The occult in that whole world is much more a part of the UFO phenomenon than, and, 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 and that's part of what makes it more complex than just little green men and flying saucers and tinfoil hats. ETs are demons. To give you some backstory on that, in order to understand that statement, you have to go back and look at Tom DeLonge, mm -hmm. because this is kind of where this information comes from, is Tom DeLonge and his group yeah. of people. And mind you, as we'll talk about this in a little bit, it's not all coming from me, it's coming from other people of the highest places. Department of Defense official saying, stop looking at UFOs because they're demonic. Correct. He's told me, he said, Lou, I want you to stop, stop doing this. These things are, are demonic and we should not be pursuing them. I don't believe in alien life. Uh, uh, I believe uh, that that they're demonic and they are real. I've got a couple of theories for what that's about. What do you, have you guys noticed this trend? Have you have you seen more and more of the demons and angel stuff mentioned outside of I, the first time the I heard of it was you mentioning it. And when yeah, I when I, I went looking for um, more information, there didn't seem to be too much or like at least credible stuff, right? Drawing mm -hmm. all the links. Um, well, one again, I can't recall the name, but one of the one of the interesting tidbits was like I think it was the Diana. What's her name? Pasolka. Diana Pasolka. 
she was saying that like they had those old texts or whatever where they described like an orb and five orbs and stuff mm-hmm. and it just sounded like you know nonsense and then you have all these like way later when we had video evidence we have the same thing happening with you know the ufo sightings like they've also seen the same orb that was described like 500 years ago yeah it's just like interesting things like that yeah so the big change is this just went mainstream you're still kind of on the cutting edge of starting to hear about this more and more and i'm it's uh this is very interesting to me weird to hear things like the um like the top scholar at the vatican one of the Someone in the Catholic Church who high up has said well, there's going to be some disclosures coming soon that uh, will make you question your faith and you're going to be welcome to continue to basically uh, practice Catholicism as normal, but it's going to make you reevaluate some of your core beliefs. Now, when I hear that, that brings up some very old school conspiracy theory, <laughs> the kind of craziest Eddie Bravo shit that even Joe Rogan would laugh at. Step one, destroy religion. Yep, that's right. The NWO's first agenda is going to be eradicate all religions. Uh, plan to unite all of the governments against one common cause using a fake alien invasion. Basically, the way I took it was this is something that they hired somebody to brainstorm. It's one of these small contingency plans that would be filed away along with 20,000 other unlikely scenarios and what the government should do if it happens. And one of them was... You know, what would it take if we were trying to unite every country at once, stop all wars and uh, create a global government? I mean, that was the entire plot of Watchmen, wasn't it? That's it what is. stopped World War Three, because they made up a, a lie that there was aliens. So Russia and America wouldn't do a Cold War. Yeah. When Reagan came into the White House and was able to, you know, look through classified documents, I think he basically did like a, a he name searched UFOs, pulled material on that. And one of them was this this contingency plan of how do we create a a one world government and he was like oh this is cool so it sort of stayed in his mind and when he was speaking at the un he goes you know it would if if aliens invaded it would make this whole cold war seem silly i think we'd be able to agree that we're fighting over nothing and we but it would take an alien invasion perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound i occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And so Reagan added like the, the highest credibility to the conspiracy theory. The second coming of the son of God of every religion would be projected on a hologram in the sky speaking in every regional language, you know, using satellites or something and and broadcasting down so that people would see in America, in Christian nations, they might see the second coming of Jesus. Others would see like, you know, Prophet Muhammad, you know, you get the gist. And there's some narrative where it turns out that it's actually that it was aliens tricking everybody and we have to unite against the aliens. And it's this insane plan that I never put any credence to. But what's bothering me is what is the end result of all of the things that I mentioned? If you have credible people or at least famous people, Tom DeLong, top scientists, Tom DeLonge is not a top scientist. Tom DeLonge, a band member from Blink-182, top scientist from uh, from Stanford, a top religious scholar who otherwise was not a believer in UFOs. If you have all of these people who are coming forward and saying that the government thinks that there are there are demons 
or that there are aliens that have basically planted religion here as something for us to take care of ourselves. So it seems like you are trying to cause as many faithful people to reevaluate their faith. You have aliens show up and they go, we planted all of this divine inspiration. When Moses received the Ten Commandments, that was actually us giving him you know, a list of things that would basically the, the sort of ground rules for how to best take care of a society. If you have people uh, globally questioning their faith and being open to this idea, you know, things were not what we understood. They're, they're literally, you know, reevaluating everything. Then what do you replace that with? Because people do need a core set of ethics they need a morality if the uh angels the demons who came up with who planted religion here are thought of as a negative spiritually negative force they're thought of as malevolent then what replaces this psyop of religion that we had been believing up until now and we realized like oh okay it was all fake stuff planted by aliens and it was it was planted by malevolent aliens. We find out some sort of matrix like thing that, you know, we've all of life has been basically seeded by aliens like Prometheus. And we are containers of some sort. We're basically being used as a battery or as a future host of something. And we're going to reject that. But we need to come up with a new basically like a new universal something to replace religion. What would that be? Would it be ESG on an individual level? Would it be social credit? Because ESG has already captured all corporate interests. It's already, you know, when we see all of the woke things in culture, things that are driving people nuts, it's explainable through ESG. Every company has to do this. How do you force that down to the individual level? How do you make people now care about their own ESG score, a social credit score? You change their working for an eternal reward to working for an earthly reward. I'm, I basically need to get my score up now while I'm alive or my life isn't going to go the way that I want it. You, you replace doesn't, doesn't religion Doesn't China with, already do that? <laughs> what did you say? So, social credit score. Doesn't China kind of do some sort of form of that? Yeah, they're like a pilot program for that. And some of our top, yeah. the top Western thinkers and tech guys people like uh, eric schmidt from google they've been part of think tanks that have looked at the looked at our competition with china and have advised the government to basically copy a lot of the things that they're doing as the only way to compete with them so the idea that the u.s would be starting to have a, a social credit score is something that the highest level of our of our government and our, our rulers have decided is in the cards this is a very intelligent way to retcon something that does hold power and influence in a lot of faithful people's lives to retcon that to have been not what they thought it was and here's what it really was and they'll still need something they'll need something to replace it so you basically you'll create a hole in people's lives that a new religion of caring about equity preserving the environment redistribution of wealth and holding people accountable for the things that they say in private and in public with punishments. I mean, it's if you want to replace religion with a new religion, a lot of people say woke wokeness. Sorry to use that term again. I know that that's very loaded language, but if you want to replace it with what they're even what they're starting to call the new religion, 
you have to remove religion. You have to kick it out. It's something that Marxists have, have it's part of the, the plan is you have to uh, isolate children from their family and you have to have the state basically raising kids and then the state replaces religion in people's lives. So how do you do that using UFOs? <laughs> it seems like it's this is a plan that is compatible with that. If, it, if it's what you say, you know, it's religion's falling off, so we need a new way to control it. And nerd, you, you also said it's ESG could tie into it. But it, I think it does have to be like an outwardly world force or something, you know, like aliens. It can't be something that you can rise up against. Like aliens is the next one, you know. It's something that we wouldn't be able to fight against. We can't we can't uprise up against it, so we just have to fear. And they might be able to use multiple dimensions of time. They might be able to cloak themselves and disguise themselves. Something that we can't contend with because it's in another dimension. It's like it blinks in and out. It'd be like being a, a 2D piece of paper, like Paper Mario, and then a gigantic foot steps on you in a different direction <laughs> you know like you're squashed from and all you see is basically the flat part I of it i still view them i kind of see that because obviously it's funny that religion is you and ufos are getting tied into each other but i always viewed it or not for the most part as always as just an explanation of the unknown you know religion was a way to explain oh how did this happen oh well, it was god he did this <laughs> how did the what why is the storm why is the storm happening oh we didn't pray enough we didn't you know like it ch ties back to when they did child sacrifices because they believed god was angry at them when there were flash floods and stuff i i think it's it is kind of interesting that they're all kind of melding into one now <laughs> that mm -hmm. ufos are religion I, I i feel like it's not as sinister i don't think i mean there is obviously there is the the globalists but i feel like it's more a lot of it is just we don't understand this let's come up with a reason that exp <laughs> that explains it without having to know the science behind it <laughs> rather so one than of the things that's weirding me out about this is that that it is going through faithful people this narrative is being pushed you mentioned when you search for this uh, like are ufos demons you found a lot of like religious channels and yeah, there are people pastors and stuff <laughs> Yeah, there are people who otherwise were were just normal Christian channels and maybe they were complaining about the culture war and things like that and satanic influence through the media and, and maybe there was a little bit of that, but that's always been in, you know, the church in general. And what they're now talking about all the time is basically believing in UFOs. So it's already got faithful people giving credence to this. So I guess this goes back to my original question that I first asked, which is more likely, angels and demons or aliens? What's more likely as far as what is everybody going to believe? Like what's going to be the most accepted narrative later? I would say demons. Well, more people believe in demons already. A lot of people were already believing that Moloch, the like uncontrollable god of industry and techno technological advancement was being channeled through AI. A lot of people are weirded out by AI and not understanding how it works and feeling like it already was an alien technology or that you were you were communicating with an intelligence that, you know, was beyond humanity's understanding. You can't, you know, you look at, they always say it's, it's in a black box, you know. What's more likely that's in a black box, a trapped demon or an angel? I, mean, I would say the narrative fits a demon. But I mean, surely if you ask the most average person, like the average person, which is more likely to exist, an alien or an angel, then I feel like they would definitely say alien, right? 
I don't know. I think as well, countries that are like more quote unquote like progressive, like first world countries like uh, Sweden, there's like a huge atheist population. Well, think about this narrative. It's kind of like the best of all worlds. You've got, um, you can, you hit religion, you hit people who are interested in UFOs, you hit like technocrats. It ropes everything all together. It's kind of like a universal theory of everything. If you've got an interest in any of those things, you're to follow this story at the cutting edge you might find that you're you're now like part of all of those stories as well what's your overall take on it nerd do you think it's well it's obviously you can't just give an overall take that easily but do you think it's a possibility that it is like some demonic thing or are you leaning more towards this is just another method of control that they're moving towards because religion is falling and this is the new way of getting people to fall in line. I don't know. I don't know. And that that's why it's so interesting is that no one has the answer yet. So it does feel like you kind of sit on the fence and wait for more information. So every time there's a new disclosure, every time there's another video on this, it's something that catches my attention. It's clickbait to me. I check it out because I really, I don't know what this is. There's definitely more and more credible people coming forward. David Grush is beyond reproach as far as his credentials. You could say the same about Gary Nolan, that channel American Outlaw, the, the other one that interviewed Diana Pasolka prior to Joe Rogan. So like she was on my radar from that channel. Uh, American Outlaw is run by like a former Google employee. So these are, you know, this is like Ivy League uh, quality people, genius level people who are now dedicated to looking into this stuff. Just a case of people having so much money, so much time that they just get bored and go crazy. <laughs> to decide to dive into aliens. Their main focus becomes the development of higher states of consciousness. I hear you've just gotten into a car accident, Pyro. Shame you didn't die, but um, <laughs> tell us about your car accident. <laughs> tell us about your accident. I feel like I'm doing like one of those Tanner Among You story times where I just over embellish everything. Yeah, there was a gunfight yeah, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was at a spa today spending my hard-earned YouTuber money, and then I was getting an Uber back. What were you getting at the spa? You gotta tell the full thing. Like, what were you getting at the spa? Like, is this a manicure, pedicure, eyebrows done, a waxing? Yeah, I got my fingernails painted. Definitely a happy ending, that's for sure. Was it like a Japanese-style <laughs> spa, where you hang around naked in kind of like a gymnasium? You go from, like, one wet area to another with a towel? Um, uh, I just got a back massage where they rub you in uh, oils so you just feel like a fucking candle. From a sumo wrestler that sat on them at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you went all the way to a spa just to get a massage? No, no, I was there the whole day, so I was- I, They've got like a huge gym there that I used for a couple hours. Was Jim the name of the guy that gave you the massage? You know, you know in those, uh, those big spas where they've got the two kinds of saunas, right? Like the dry one and then the wet one? Yeah, because I used the, uh, the dry one for a while and that was like really nice. Then I go to use the moist one, the moist <laughs> one. And then I just see these two like ham beasts of people walk inside and I was like, no, I'm not gonna bother. Because the room was so small anyway, I actually would have just had to like curl up in the corner or something. In the wet one, is it kind of like being inside someone's stomach? I'm not answering that. I'm not <laughs> answering that question. No, so after the sauna and surviving the uh, the ham planets, I got this Uber back. Uh, and <laughs> it's really hard to get like any kind of taxis and stuff in our area. Have you not heard so that? Rural. So, yeah, I'm surprised you never heard the term ham plant. Well, to be fair, it's coming from <laughs> no. me. So. Uh, it's a 4chan one. Yeah, when I... <laughs> Brett Pog. When I got uh <laughs> when I got in the Uber, the Uber driver had like some of the worst driving. It was like Tokyo Drift, but he was just absolutely shit faced. 
It was just awful. Like, he was swerving in the middle of the road, and because we live, like, the spa was in the middle of nowhere. There's no street lights. It's all country roads. It's really dark. And, like, because of this weird UK law, because it's country roads, you can drive, like, up to 70 miles an hour. I don't know. What, what is that in kilometers? Like, 3,000 or something? Who the fuck knows? National speed limit is 60. Well, if it's 60, it's still, like, way too fast to be driving around, like, bends and stuff, because they're not, they're not straight roads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're not supposed to do 60 on, like, a little country road. But our, our Uber driver, he was driving around a corner like a complete maniac and then he clipped this van and the you just heard this like crunch noise and the van's uh, side mirror completely like just got atomized and then he pulls up behind us and he just starts chewing out the Uber driver being like, you know, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Get out the car, get out the car now. And then he eventually calms down. They're exchanging details. But then the Uber driver looks at me through the mirror, just like his eyes, these sad little puppy dog eyes. And he's just like, please, please help me, sir. Please the dark me. bags under his eyes. Yeah, it was it was actually horrible. It's like doing a, it's like I had to pick a side or something in like a fucking Skyrim quest or something. But wasn't like he, he was, was he drunk? I I don't I don't have proof of that because obviously if I ask the guy you drunk he's not just going to be like yeah 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 I, I thought you might be able to smell or I mean he no, was driving no, I, I didn't smell anything his but his driving was just well like, I mean he was foreign wasn't he so the spices would have overwhelmed that. Yep, there we go. There we go. The racism. Yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Got to edit that out. Got to I was edit waiting that out. for that. Yeah, he, he, his driving was just absolutely horrendous. And then they they were chewing each other out. Uh, and it's funny because the guy that got out the car, he was like, I think he was my height. Was he being racist? He wasn't being. Unfortunately for you, colossal. No, he wasn't being racist. <laughs> very very disappointing. disappointing. I know. I know. It's disappointing. Yeah. It is. A he bit, just pulls yeah. out like a naan bread yeah. and starts waving it in front of him. That's what you'd want. Anyway. <laughs> uh, can we keep that in? Probably not. So he, uh, it's funny because the, the, the guy, my driver was like really short. So then the guy that got out the car to chew him out was completely mugging him because he was probably originally saying, you know, thinking like, can I size him up? And then he realizes just this poor small Indian man. He's like, yeah, I can beat the fuck out of him if I wanted to. But yeah, he's like begging me for help. And then the driver who got hit, the white guy, he keeps asking me, like, he, he keeps asking like, you know, purposely directive questions like he was swerving in the middle of the road wasn't he like he was swerving you know like like they basically wanted me to like pick a side and i just kept saying to both of them like okay guys i just want to fucking get home like just exchange details like it sucks unlucky <laughs> coward we're all alive coward life is good i was a coward true yeah, Colossal thinks I'm a coward for just not being racist and then high-fiving the white guy. <laughs> oh, you should have sided with the guy, though. <laughs> nah, but I, I didn't see it, though. I was I was genuinely well, on my phone, so I, I just heard a crunch noise. I mean, was he going too fast, in your opinion, or not? Oh, no, he was going, like, not breaking the speed limit, but again, for, like, small, narrow country it's roads. It's a national speed limit on a country road. Doesn't matter. So, was he going too fast or not? Do you mean over the speed limit? No, I mean, was he going too fast for that type of road? Yeah, yeah, abs uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it was probably his fault. <laughs> well, yeah, then you should have sided with the white guy. Not because he's white, but because he was in the right. Admit, at least partially, because he was white. In this situation, white is right, right? <laughs> you don't want to be caught saying that. This podcast is going to end up being used in court. If I if I told you, if I told Colossal they were both Asian, he would just turn around and be like, no, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. You're in the right. When yeah. uh, when you got out of the car, which lane were you in? Was it clear that your driver had gone into the opposing lane to clip the mirror? Well, that, that's the thing. I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone. But after that, we got out on the side of the road. And then I'm thinking like, okay, I don't want to drive with this guy. Like he could actually be, you know, drunk. And then I tried to call another Uber. I tell him I'm not getting in your car, bro. Like, 
like, like you're driving like a retard. And like, like I said that to him one to one because mm. if the if the guy who he hit overheard, he definitely would have been like, coward. Coward, buddy. You're my witness, yeah, coward. coward. Yeah. yeah, I didn't curb stump him on the side of the road. My bad, coward. But <laughs> yeah, so I tried to call another Uber in the middle of nowhere. Nothing was picking up. And then I said to him, okay, well, we got no fucking choice. We'll get back in with you because my phone was on 5%. So just drive slowly and like a <laughs> normal safe human. And he's like, like yes, yes, of course, of course. And then he, he does like, like then then I, I feel like I'm a driving instructor, right? Like I'm watching everything this guy's doing because I'm so hyper aware. He's driving like a moron, like still speeding and like he keeps drifting. Like I, it, 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 it's like a fucking PS5 controller, like like the the dead zone or whatever it is. Like like it was PS5 drifting. He was drifting into like the middle of the road. When you got home, did you? see that he had just stopped the trip did you pay for the entire time that they were sorting out the accident i think because it was such a discount app that like no one uses outside the city i think it was just paid by, oh it's like, not actually uber no 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 some it was some like third rate company oh well no fucking wonder then yeah no wonder whose fault is that yeah we we, we didn't and have a just... choice though we literally didn't have a choice like like it's so hard to get cabs in our area so there's no rating system then so you couldn't tell he was dog nah shit. nah nothing okay. nothing like that they literally sent us they, they told us the driver was coming through like an actual text like not even in the app it was just so outdated we're just defaming uber this entire time it's like the discount indian app you rank it out of goats instead of stars <laughs> <laughs> So how many goats did you give him? How many? When goats I was like, really? Oh, there wasn't even a rating system. There, there, there was nothing. Depending on how many like goats you assign to the the driver at the end, that is literally how many physical goats they receive in payment. Could you imagine that guy goes into work next day and he's got like an employee of the month banner, like above his desk? Like he's actually he's probably their best and only, only driver. five crashes this month. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, five manslaughter charges. I like to think after all that, if it was on Uber, you just give him like, oh, four stars. <laughs> like he would, he would be getting negative stars, negative stars. You just like want to be a coward. Like, oh, he he didn't mean he didn't mean to crash. I'll give him four stars <laughs> or three stars. How do, how do I give four and a half? I'm feeling lenient. No he's probably been fired from Uber and fucking every other app, and that's why he's left at this fucking third-rate company. When I was watching his driving, it was so bad. Like, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe he was shook up that a guy just threatened to beat him up. But again, it's like, I remember at one point he missed a turn, like a very obvious turn. It was even showing. He literally had two phones, right? One on the left, one on the right. And both had GPSs on. Like, I don't know whether he had like a lazy eye or something. I wanted to keep track of like one at a time. But he had two two phones showing him where to go. He still makes a wrong turn. We point it out to him and we're like, you know, you missed a turn. He goes, oh. And then he stops the car in the middle of the road. Fair enough. And we thought, you know, he'd make a U-turn or a three-point turn or something, right? But instead... He just stops the car and then slowly starts reversing like uh, about a quarter of a mile up the road just to get back to the turn. And I'm thinking, bro, you're on like a, a 60, 70 mile an hour country road with no headlights. If someone is like coming around the corner now, we are going to die. Yeah, they don't train these people right. They don't teach these people how to drive properly. And their only reference point is like somewhere in the middle of the Indian jungle, like trying to follow a panther. The Indian jungle. Yeah, just follow the panther through the jungle. Avoid the elephant turds. It's like, I can't tell if he was <laughs> bad. Well, he was bad, but like, or he was just trying to rack the meter up. You know, taking the wrong turn, reversing, which takes no, no, because it was a long. set. It was a set fee. It was a set fee. Oh, for right. The whole trip. How much does yeah, it cost yeah, so, you to so, get to? He would have got no bonus for like, yeah, that that. So when we got the delay, and obviously when he hit the guy, 
uh, th there was no extra charge for me. How long it, was could the you trip? imagine? Like, like it was so awkward driving back because we didn't say a single word to him. Apart from, like, you know, correcting his driving and that. Like, we didn't chew him out. We didn't, like, be like, oh, I'm sorry that happened. Because we knew he was being, like, a dickhead. But How then, long was the trip? Uh, it's like, 20 minutes. And then he took a wrong turn. Oh, added to like the, an extra... from your place to the spa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems, you made it sound like you're in the middle of nowhere. How the fuck are Ubers not no, coming we... out in 20 minutes? Ah, uh, because we are in the I middle know you of are. nowhere. Yeah, but, like... Yeah. If it's only a 20 minute trip, I'm surprised there was no Ubers around or... <laughs> At least you didn't do a Keemstar. Jay, do you remember what happened with Keemstar and the fucking Uber? Oh, uh, when like he, how um, fucking rude he was. Was this with, a uh, Little Hoodie? <laughs> it's going down. There's some... Down. Wait, hang on. There's some detail to this that we, it might be being left out. Maybe Pyro got banned from Uber because they opened his phone and they found what was in the camera roll. Oh, that, when he lost... When he lost the phone. Yeah. <laughs> That was when he got banned. Probably. And they kept the phone for, like, humanity's sake. And that's why he never got it back. $40,000 worth of commissions gone. Gone in an instant. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so the meme today is the... Charlie D'Amelio has unfollowed Little Huddy or something. Colossal was going to talk about the Keemstar Uber, <laughs> not the Little Huddy. Oh. oh. <laughs> Pyro keeps posting this everywhere because it's, like, stuck in his head or something. Yeah. But it's like a tweet that Keemstar made from ages ago. It's got, yeah. <laughs> retweet if you're getting lit, and then Keemstar retweets that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. It's it's up there with uh, when Trump just quoted himself saying so true. Like, it's definitely up there. Charlie D'Amelio just unfollowed Little Hoodie. It's going down. Hashtag drama alert. Yeah. And then it's uh, I checked the quote tweets because even though it's an old tweet and there's a quote tweet saying this is a 40 year old man and it had 300,000 likes. Oh, that many? Insane. <laughs> yeah. Like three, like 30k or something. Fair enough, Juicer. But like 300k, it's like, oh, that would have, that would have really hurt. It Why is really that taken off today? It's not even like a one year anniversary. Uh, it's just a copy pasta. Someone, I think someone joined the um, Discord and was saying it. So everyone just joined in because yeah, we all knew what the, they, we all knew what they were referencing. The uh, well, the well was poisoned like straight away. Everyone just started copy pasting it. Okay, before we uh, before we show the patron, let's show something far more important. Our sponsor today, ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But what if one day your dog runs away or gets dog-napped? No, it's better to be careful, especially when it's as simple as using ExpressVPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, in cafes, in hotels, in airports, etc., your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data. But ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so they can't. Oh, yes, it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Yes, ExpressVPN works on all your devices, on your phone, on your laptop, 
on your tablet and even on your smart TV. And it's so fucking easy to use. Just fire up the app and click one button to get protected. Oh, yes, indeed. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN absolutely for free right now at expressvpn.com slash tbh that's expressvpn.com slash tbh visit expressvpn.com slash tbh colossal you forgot the tagline they wanted you to say oh did i uh it's going down <laughs> i knew it was gonna be a fucking bit the title of this expressvpn ad read is just dog do you see that? It's just dog. Oh yeah, what the hell? Dog. Dog. <laughs> oh shit, I've skipped the mandarin. What? I don't I see that, you're Ryan. Say it's going down. Is... Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I use ExpressVPN all the time, every single day, without fail, and never turn it off. I need to do so. I need to use it as a legal requirement. Um, I'm looking at certain things that I should not be looking at. For example, I'm... Oh, do not do that. <laughs> do you have Tourette's? Do you have, like, voices that you give into? <laughs> Fucking hell. Are, are, are you eating right now? No, it's just chewing gum. No, I thought you were, like, fucking eating something you. just after I'm throwing it up in your you, mouth. I? What do you mean by that? Because you eat, you eat your fucking dinner every episode. Yeah, mummy, mummy Why are you eating at like mummy one o'clock in the morning? I have no idea, but that, you mummy do that every single episode. Mummy, mummy does at least me, uh, for the ones that you actually show up to. Mummy does me chicken dinosaurs. I mean, that's still better than the fucking Christmas dinner. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with that, it's protein. Yeah, you gotta tell the story of the Christmas dinner. No, he doesn't He doesn't have to, there he doesn't have no to. What's he, the story? Just he doesn't have to. There's no story, it was Pirate just a, a Christmas meal. Christmas dinner and it looked like a big plate of sliced logs, yep. it was so dry. And then, and then you 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 millhoused it and you forced it into a meme by like saying you've been visited by the Christmas. It became natural. You you made a meme saying you've been visited by the Christmas dinner plate of despair, <laughs> and then you kept saying over and over it was logs of wood, and then I would defend myself saying it's protein, and then you said the protein has been eviscerated by how dry it is. And then I make found out the a month later that it's beef. I thought it was that's pork beef? or something. I thought that's yeah, pork. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, it's so bloodless. I thought it was bread. I thought that was bread. <laughs> Where's the color? How is it beef? Bread. Did you not know it was meat, Colossal? No, I thought it was bread. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I went to, uh, when I went to Petra in Jordan, I had bread that was almost identical to that. Identical. Yeah, I wouldn't be making fun of it if it was bread. Yeah. It looks it, it looks more like bread. Or there's a little Worcestershire stain to the brownness there, but there's no nothing's wet about this. It's not sitting. Why, in its why, own why are we why are we examining this? If you had told me that those were burnt pita breads, I would a hundred percent believe it. You say pita bread? It's pita yeah, that's bread. How it's pita breads. It's pita bread. Pita breads. That's what they're called. It is pita. Pita's isn't pita the. Pitta the way the white people pronounce it, like us. Pedo bread. He said it, not me. <laughs> so when you yeah, shared- Yeah, uh, didn't touch that one. I didn't say that. But when you shared this photo, you were sharing it to be like, this is a disaster, right? He was intentionally slighting his parents. Look at the stuffing in the top right. Look at how measly and pathetic that stuffing is. I, I think I had to drink like a, a gallon of water with it just to wet my mouth. I imagine. Like my, my mouth was more dry than a smoker's like eating that. And now, now you're saying it's bad? You've been defending it for the last No, month. no, no. I just said it's, <laughs> I just said it's dry because there's so much protein packed into it. On, on the server, they singled out the stuffing being like, what the fuck is this? It just looks like 
the mutation. See, I see, stuffing? I see some flavor in there, so I was like, they, yeah, it's better than yeah, nothing. The, the, the stuffing I thought, that was, like Shuma, I thought the stuffing was like dried granola, like part of a dessert or something. Did that come in a box, that stuffing? Uh, some... I think some of it did. How, what do you but mean then, like, some spice, of it? Spice You're stuff. mixing it in with other stuffing that you've handmade? What? Uh, mummy, Why is the mummy stuffing in a cupcake? I, I can't speak. Can. I can't speak did your that. um? Did your mum see that you posted it and like have a go at you? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, they, they haven't actually seen it yet. But now uh, that we're talking about it on the podcast, they'll probably see it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say like, is it why you deleted it? But you probably just deleted it because it didn't get enough. Oh likes. no, I, I deleted it because it flopped. Yeah. I, I think the most offensive comment was when someone thought it was logs of wood. Yeah, it looks like you took a hacksaw and just sawed thin slices of a branch. The Minecraft edit was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Did they do that on the server? Yeah, just leather. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna time them out. I'm gonna find that now, actually. I can't believe people wanted to listen to this live. Like, they have no idea. Oh, yeah, I saw that comment. I mean, the, honestly, we could... The Patreon, technically, you could do live, but it's still, Terrible like, idea. this... Yeah, no, the, the stuff we... Not that we even have to cut much, but just the... Having to do something live where you can slip up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, I was slipped up and I was racist. Whoops. It ruins everybody's game. Oh, that's never a slip up for me. It would actually be, it would be over for Kalon. I mean, your actual fans wouldn't care. But I swear, I would I would probably get the worst of it just by like being associated. But I mean, even earlier on, like... On There's Red like Driver. three things people get cancelled for. Shit that they text and DM people that they shouldn't. Tweets they shouldn't have said. True. And live broadcasts. Live podcasts. <laughs> Streaming. The world is changing. The world is changing. Like we're reverting back to like the edgy time. People are sick of the woke culture. They're sick of like people being pathetic cowards. It's going back. No, it's not going back. There's just it's a bigger divide. Back. It's gone back a little bit, honestly. It definitely, it definitely has gone from where if you said retarded, you would have everybody swarming you. You would have autistic people screaming at you and feeling vic pretending to be victimized by that and and pretending that you meant them when you when you didn't. Um, but now no one's even bothering. It's like people are just so. Oh, I still get I still get people that get annoyed at me for like saying retard. Like I'll even have some of my mods message me and be like, "Can you not say that?" And it's like, yeah, it's pretty retarded. Why did Why did you zoom in on 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 the, the pro? Oh god, it actually it looks like the fucking Sahara Desert, like all the cracks in it. You see? Now, Jesus. now you're fucking. Yeah, yeah I can't I can't defend that. That was good protein. <laughs> Look though. at all the fucking god. I still can't believe that's beef, man. Like. I just can't. You're you're actually going to give me a complex. Like I could never. I, I'm basically going to end up like that fucking chef from the bear now, just over perfectionist because I got roasted so bad. Okay, serious question now. Like I'm not joking. What was the last thing that you genuinely cooked? He doesn't know. He hasn't cooked anything. Okay, this year. So, something something that got made. Something that got made for me. And then I put it in the microwave to heat it up. That's cooking. No, that right? doesn't count. That doesn't count. That, that something is cooking. That you is actually that cooking? made yourself. If I get a piece of bread, and then I put meat in between the bread, that's cooking, right? No, because, like, what actually got cooked there? Well, how's that not cooking? Because where did the literal process of cooking something take place there? You made a sandwich, maybe, but you didn't cook it. I, what, what if I toasted the bread? Is that cooking now? That is- you literally said it yourself, that is toasting. It's toasting. Pyro, I have an idea. Right now, yeah. tweet this plate of beef at uh, Gordon Ramsay and say, rate my plate of beef. <laughs> He'll respond with, kill yourself, young man. Kill yourself. <laughs> he might respond.
<laughs> no, probably yeah, Pyro's fine. Yeah, yeah he has responded to people in the past. Anyways, I think that's enough about Pyro being disabled. Join the Patreon, you can interact with your very own personal alien. <laughs> You don't want to join hole. just for the alien. What is it called now? Is it the giggle hole or the maggot hole? Maggot no, no, he'll, he'll get an ego if you name it after him. It's still got to be called maggot. I mean, he probably has a fucking ego anyway. People just come to laugh at him. So Dolan basically is the Harley Quinn of our giggle pit. He wades into this as the sort of sympathetic uh, counselor and talks to the joke. He's not very sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's, it's not he's sort the of persuaded. methodology because she murders Batman and then you came. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm getting alert. to. Yeah, so so Dolan, like Harley Quinn, basically gets basically tricked by our worst captives into freeing them. When they go on the lamb, essentially, I guess Dolan will be their sidekick. <laughs> well, the game's called Suicide Squad. Kill, Kill the, Justice the Justice League. Because it's in the title, right? Wait, why are they killing the Justice League in the game called Kill the Justice League? I, I oh. saw one guy mention uh on twitter which surprisingly good take for twitter he was saying how even though like yeah it says kill the justice league it's still like such a dog shit death for batman like it's awful i think as well like if you're a fanboy of all the superheroes like you're really going to be pissed off i think they kill the flash at one point and then they they piss on his corpse which i think is kind of funny it's the thing right it's like when they actually kill off or have the balls to kill off a main character it can be cool but if, if the internet is showing you anything like the reaction to Joel, the reaction to Batman. It's like you can't really kill off a character in the canon. Oh, that that's different. That's different, though. I, I mean, think, you could even... argue they were handled poorly. You know, you know, fair enough. Abby was not the best way to kill Joel off. But I don't think there would be a world where people would be happy with the death, unless you know. The only time they're happy is when they retire and they die peacefully of old age or something. Usually, building on what Jay was saying, I watched a developer commentary and they actually you you had Neil. Druckmann, Neil Cookman, the guy that, you know, did The Last of Us, and he was so unapologetic about all of it, but one part he actually had to concede was, uh, do, you, do you remember, Jay, in the original trailer for The Last of Us 2, you saw Ellie look, uh, look at a character and then it's Joel like waiting for her uh no I don't remember that it, it was in like the original trailer because I think people already sussed out that Joel was going to get killed in the game so they made like a bait trailer to make it out that he was still alive and then you know he gets killed and people are pissed off because you know they, they were literally lied to but but that never happened in the Justice League game but I think the reason why people are pissed off I mean apart from the game being you know broken dog shit like people that paid <laughs> extra service horseshit yeah, yeah people that paid extra to get the game early which is such a stupid way to like monetize games they actually had a bug that would take you to the final level of the game I remember this YouTuber Game Riot and he always plays games like you know minus day one like, like he'll get a review copy and play it before like everyone else gets to and he was basically taken to the end of the game and he's just sat there bewildered for five minutes he's like wait what like, surely i did, did i load like a he, he genuinely thought <laughs> he loaded like the wrong long. game or something game he was just... yeah yeah he was so confused but obviously yeah you kill the justice league because they all get corrupted and they're like let evil but i think what pissed people off a lot is batman because obviously batman's the most you know famous superhero out of all of them because you know the batman arkham games stuff like that i think he but is you, the number one most popular superhero i mean i i think he is like because of the fact that he's the only superhero without superpowers right like you know well and he's just got the coolest he's got the coolest gallery of villains as well yeah he's literally me but yeah they, they, they kill they kill him off uh they just—it's Harley Quinn just shooting him in the head, like he sat on yeah. a park bench. We were revolver, Batman by the full... way, and they still played the um, sound effect of the shell casing, even though oh, they, they did that as well. 
It's just awful. But yeah, he doesn't even go out on like a good note. It's just like a little one-liner. He just says to Harley, like, you're going to wrap this up. And then she just shoots him in the head. But the saddest thing about all of it is that was, I think, Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman. Because he's he was famous because Batman the Animated Series, that's fucking really good. I've been rewatching that again recently. But obviously, because his performance in that was so good, they just kept reusing Kevin for every Batman video game, uh, every animated show. So he became the voice of Batman. And that's his Same last with Mark Hamill, project yeah. before he... That's his last project before he died of cancer, just being fucking shot like a homeless man on a park bench. As soon as they start adding, like, multiple universes to any of these things, I lose interest anyway, so I don't really care. Yeah, I don't think... It, I don't, is, it it a multiple, is it a different universe? I swear it's the same universe as the Arkham one. I mean, Marvel has got, like, 50 million of them. Yeah, the they got enough yeah. characters, like, just do one universe. Soyverse. Yeah. Uh, and also, a when you kill off a character, stand by killing off that character and just do it right. I think it is good to kill off characters and like, yeah. but then they're like, oh no, we went back in time. Um, we saved this character's life. This is now a different timeline in a different universe. And it's like, let's just sell more fucking yeah. comics. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. Every single medium but, does that. The only one that point. hasn't is The Walking Dead and they will do that at some point. Oh, they point. will. But I was watching um, when I played Mortal Kombat, they do the same thing. You know, it's like when they run out of ideas, oh, let's bring in the alternate versions of people from another dimension. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. Good guy is Lebad now. The Arkham universe has been linear and consistent, but it isn't the same to what you're saying. It doesn't tie into the movies. But when the Joker died in the Arkham series, like the Joker is dead still in this game, right? So Batman, what people are upset about is Batman is going to be dead in this series for good. Yeah, they they tied for some reason they said it's part of the Arkham game canon. So the you know, the, if you played them all, it's the Batman you spent four games with and he gets killed off by Harley Quinn of all people yeah. in a game very disjointed and, like, detached from the original Arkham games. I don't think... If they just said it's, you know, a standalone game and they killed him off, I don't think as many people would care because, you know, it's contained within the story. But you're basically being told, like, if you grew up with this Batman game, he's just been killed off with this shitty... On a park bench... You know, and I think that's why they're pissed off too. It's like they're saying this he might is, as well have just fell over on a banana yeah, peel. This is it's the Batman so you played bad. as for four games or three or four games, and they've just killed him. I mean, off that series has been going on for like fifteen years or something as well, yeah. like since Arkham so Asylum. I think that's part of the backlash too. Is why did they attach it? It's obviously made by the same studio, but why tie it to the Arkham games when it's so different? <laughs> It's just stupid. It's and obviously, Batman was, uh, he died. Batman was the title they, character they of that series as well. So now, yeah. you know, like... It's, He's it's, killed off on a side thing. It's like having... Oh. Uh, it would be like having Superman killed off by Groot. <laughs> 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 but don't give them any ideas.